the Bible app on your iPhones. So I encourage you. Let's look at uh, our main focus tonight, and we'll continue to go forward. That's Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And uh, we're going to look at the prayers that Paul prayed. And Paul prayed prayers, but he was specific in his prayer. And, and, and what I love about it as we continue to talk about the importance of praying we will see that how we can get results. What kind of results? We want to get the God kind of results. Did we not talk about this before, that there's, there are certain rules or guidelines to different sports? Remember we said this? Softball, baseball. Do you know even though it's a softball diamond and a baseball diamond, that even the rules are different? They're not the same. Whether there's soccer, whether there's football, they play on the field, there's still different guidelines and rules. But what has happened, we've learned that over time, that m- many believers will do to try to, they get frustrated because it feels like, appears like they're not getting their prayers answered. And one of the main reasons is because they're not praying correctly. And they're not praying according to the word of God and what the word of God says and how to pray. And so this is why we spent this last month, I would say at least a month, haven't we? teaching about the importance of prayer. We talked about the prayer uh, of where you're de- dealing with, um, you said a lot of people will pray if it be the Lord's will. How many have ever prayed that before? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. How many know people have prayed that before? Now, it's okay to pray that, but you don't pray if it be, be the Lord's will when you know what his will is. This is where what happens. Now, now we said the prayer of consecration is when you're praying for direction and what the will of the Lord is for your life. Give me an example. We mentioned that last time. Who prayed that prayer? One, one, just come on. That's right. He prayed in the garden. And he prayed, remember, when he prayed and he's kneeling down and he's praying for direction. And he said, Father, remove this cup from me. Remember? And he was saying that if we remove this cup from him, but if you don't, right, not my will, but your will be done. So what he's praying is a prayer of consecration. And he's saying, okay, what is your will here? But then there's other prayers that we pray, the prayer of agreement. We found that in Matthew chapter 18. We said it's find it in 18, verses 18 and 19. That's the prayer of agreement where we come together, united in faith. We believe, we find a promise in God's word, and we come together and we agree. All right? What are some other prayers? Somebody else help me out. Give me some other prayers we talked about. I know you all just great studiers, so, you know, you want me to help you out? Okay, supplication. And supplication or petition. Supplication, petition. Okay? What's the important thing here is what we're showing you throughout this study is, is everything you need to know about praying and how to pray, you will find it in the Word. You'll find it in the Word. So let's take a look at what Paul is sharing with us this evening. Specifically, I will say this, and we always, you hear us around here. When someone says, hey, you know, will you pray with me about this? Will you pray with me about that? Let me encourage you. Try to get them to be as specific as possible on what they're believing God for. You're praying to be specific. And, and here's what we're talking about here. Let's look, first of all, at Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Philippians 1, verse 9. Now, I have the new King James. It says this. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, notice that he goes on, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. If someone else read, read us uh, uh, that verse in your translation you have, that's verse 9 and 10. Go right ahead. Let us know what you have. Go ahead. What's the translation? Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's do this. Let's look for specifics. And here's where if you have your Bible, then I encourage you, I mean, get a highlighter, wear a pen. I'm not saying you have to have it, you know, in your pocket. Ladies, you put it in your traveling bag. I mean, I know, I mean, your purses, you know what I'm saying? You, you have stuff that you can, you know, highlight stuff with. So I encourage you, everything that we, every area we look at tonight, I encourage you, write it down so you can go back if you don't have your Bible with you to highlight it because these are very important. Now, everybody say specific. Let's look tonight at every prayer that we look at after certain specifics that Paul is saying how we should pray. So let's look for some in here. Tell me what you see. Verse 9. Anybody, just kind of yell out what you see. What is he saying? I pray for what? Love. So first of all, he's praying. Remember, we're praying for other people. He's praying now. He says he's at the church of Philippi, and he's praying for them, and he's saying, I pray that your love does what? So that's being specific, that your love abounds. All right? Let's go on. And what else? That knowledge, more knowledge, anything else? And discernment. Do you see that? So there's three things we see already. And so what would you pray if someone comes up to you and says, you know what, man, I'm just praying and believing God for my love, my love walk. I need help in my love walk, you know, and, and that's okay. We'll say, all right, well, then we're going to pray. But what we do is just, you know, it's okay if you say, well, you know, Father, I just pray that you just bless them. No, we don't want to just say bless them, and that's fine. But we want to try to be as specific so we can help them to know where to pray and even how to pray and that it's scriptural. Always go back to the word, always. Well, so here's what I would pray for them. I would show them, bring them over to Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And then I would pray this for them, my brother or my sister, and say, I pray that your love may abound. And also I pray that you, you know, would still more and more in knowledge and discernment in the Lord. So now I'm praying what? Specific prayers. Do you see that? Okay. I will tell you this, that not only be specific, but be definite in your praying. Be specific and definite. But here's what has happened a lot of times, and, and you agree or disagree, because we always say you can agree or disagree. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all, you know. But many times in the body of Christ, we are praying selfish prayers when we should be praying unselfish prayers. In other words, selfish prayers, in other words, understand this, selfish prayers is only praying about me. I'm not praying for anyone else. I'm not praying. Isn't that selfish prayer? I'm just only praying for me. I just want everything to go right for me. But what about, other, what about other people? You know, what about the body of Christ? See, so we should be praying unselfish prayers. And that simply means that we put others first in our prayer life. Let me give you an, another point in dealing with prayer, okay? And that's this. How do we pray? We pray for others, and we pray also, listen, about our attitude in prayer. Have you ever had someone that said they're going to pray for you or want to pray for you? Man, and they're just flat out totally disappointed by God because God hadn't blessed them. Now, a lot of times they may not say it, but that, a lot of times they can wear it. And then they say, well, you know, and then all of a sudden they have a little attitude about prayer, about praying. And they don't really want to pray for somebody. I want to pray for my brother. I want to pray for my sister. God, how come you're not doing this for me? And you know what? I'm telling you right now, you don't want those kind of folks praying for you. See, because they're what? They're selfish. And what happens is when you learn to put others first, then guess what? God is going to bless you. It's all about putting others first. And so instead of trying to put ourselves first, well, let's go to another. Let's go to another example. Colossians. Let's turn to Colossians, and we're going to look at chapter 1. He's, Paul is giving specific instructions about prayer. And the church 
in, in Colossae. He says, I mean, specific things here, and we will see throughout tonight. I think it's just so wonderful that we'll be able to grasp a hold of exactly how to pray and how to be specific in our prayers for people. Well, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. If you found it, say praise the Lord. Here's what he's saying. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease, here it is, to pray for you. So now he's talking about praying again for other people. And then he says, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Well, someone else read that for us in whatever translation you have other than the New King James because that's what I just read. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at this. We're, now, this is a prayer that we want to pray, but let's look at specifics. Come on, help me. Let's look at this together. And then when we read these specifics, it's, it's going to tell us specifically, you know, when to pray with someone or how to pray for someone who's needing these certain desires or requesting this type of prayer in their life. Do you see that? Well, what are some things? Let's point them out. What are some things you see here? First, starting right here in verse 9, uh, let's, let's look at it together. What are some things he's saying as he goes on to pray? He says, I pray for you, and I ask what? Let's go from there. What is he he asking? Wow. So what if someone says, I don't know the will of God? Uh Uh-oh, come on now. What is the will of God? What is the will of God for my life? What do we pray? What does it say right here? Paul is saying, I'm praying for you that you will what? Know the knowledge of his will. Do you see that? Let's go on. What are some other things? And wisdom. And understanding, oh, man. So, man, this is loaded right here. I need wisdom, the wisdom of God. I need spiritual understanding. Your friends, your, your, your relatives, you know, you talk to them all the time, and they're saying, man, I just need direction in my life. I need spiritual understanding. In fact, I need wisdom about this thing, or I need wisdom about that. Or here's what you do. This prayer right here, you bring them to the Word and say, this is what I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to speak this over you. And you can insert their names. And so if I was to simply, you know, and, and, and here we are, you know, in the word of God and, and, and someone comes and, you know, let's just say, for instance, Betty says, hey, I want you to pray. I'm dealing with some things and I'm just needing some understanding. I want God, you know, to work in me. I want to be able to hear from him clearly. Then I would say, okay, well, honey, let's pray. And then I'm saying, you know, that I would pray or I would pray for her, you know, you know, one-on-one, but also even in my own private time, I would pray for her and I would pray this, Father, I thank you. I do not cease to pray for Betty. And I ask that you will fill Betty with the knowledge of your will. Do you see? And not only with the knowledge of your will, but also that you are filled with the knowledge of your will and wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, I'm praying the word of God over her because she's asking for prayer, but I'm being what? Specific. I'm being specific. So we have to learn how to pray and to be specific the same way that Paul did. So you want to definitely highlight that, write it down. It'll be a blessing for you. Now, I believe this, and I, and I, I know you do too, that Paul has written what we have here. It's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So because it's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we can definitely say this and agree that since it's spirit-given, then it will be a good prayer for what? For you and me. It's spirit-given, so by the Spirit of God. Well, then let's look at some more examples. Let's go over to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. And then you point out when we get there some great opportunities for us to pray for specifics. We talked about knowledge. We talked about wisdom. 
We talked about understanding. If you need it or somebody else needed it, if you need it, let me tell you, be specific and pray the prayer over yourself. Father, I thank you for giving me, you know, giving me wisdom and knowledge and, and spiritual understanding in my life to help me to deal with whatever you're praying about, whatever you're, whatever you're dealing with. So let's look together. Chapter 1, Ephesians, verse 3. I'll read this, and then I'll have some of you who want to read. Go right ahead after I finish this. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ooh, that's good. Now let me read it again because it's so good. I've got to read it one more time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, now what is has? What's, the, what's that? Is that past, present? What is it? Past. Notice it says, who has blessed us with some spiritual blessings, with, with a few spiritual blessings. Do you see that there? It says what? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now, the reason I'm going to point this out to you, I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you after someone else reads. Give me, another, give me another translation, something that reads a little bit different. Somebody, please. He's already blessed us. See, so you're already blessed. Do you see that? God has already blessed you. He's already blessed us. So when I'm praying and I'm believing God, I'm going to God in prayer and I'm thanking him something for, that he's already done in my life, not just something he's going to do. He's already blessed me. What does it say here with? He's already blessed us with what? It says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Glory to God. Think about spiritual blessings. Okay. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you give me a few spiritual blessings? What would be some spiritual blessings? Anything specific. Holy Ghost. Spiritual blessings. Someone else. Peace. All right. Some other things. Spiritual blessings. It's considered a blessing. What's a blessing? Salvation. Glory to God. All right. Healing. Is that what you said? All right. Someone else. Anything else? Because here's the point I want you to see. He has already blessed you. He's not going to bless you. He's already blessed you. This is why we know the truth is when you go back to John 3.16, I think sometimes we, you know, we read that, but we go like, oh, you know, that's kind of like a, like, you know, if I can say it this way, that's kind of like a baby scripture. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that is that well, we should all know that. You should know that when you, when you get saved. But we don't realize the gravity of that scripture and how important it is because here's the truth. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die on the cross for you and I. He died on the cross for the entire world. Everyone has an opportunity to be saved. So he's done this, God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit working together that Jesus died on the cross for the entire world. Now, yes, some people have not received him yet, Jesus. But that doesn't mean that Jesus being the blessing that God the Father has given unto us, that means that it has not been afforded to who? Everyone. So it's already done. So now what I'm saying is whatever you need in God, he's already blessed you with it. And we have to get that down on the inside. Man, that changes our attitude. That changes our attitude before we even go to God in prayer. Because then we're not going to God in prayer, wondering and begging, God, are you going to do this for me? Will this really come to pass for me? I don't know if this is going to happen because, and then what happens is because someone else comes along and says, well, now, brother, or well, now, sister, you know, it don't take all that. 
In fact, let me tell you about my experience. I've been praying and believing God, and they'll tell you for three, four, five, ten years. But I'll pray for you. No, I don't want you to pray for me. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? Because you, know, you don't want someone to hook up with you if they don't understand about prayer, how to pray. You tell them, what are you standing on? Always, always find Scripture to stand on. Always. Because I tell some folks in, in a minute, they say, man, will you, will you pray with me? Pastor, can you hook up with me and agree? I said, sure, I'd love to. What do you, first of all, what are you praying for? What do you want God to do in your life? Then they'll tell me. Then I say, what scripture are you standing on? And then it's almost like, excuse me? I said, what scripture are you standing on? Because you need to have scripture to stand on. Because you need to find a promise in God's word. And they'll go, well, I don't really know. I said, fine, come on in. That's time to sit down and let's go through the word. Let's find something. So when we're done now, when you walk away, after you have something to pray about, that you can continue to sink your teeth in spiritually, if you will, that you know what to pray and how to pray, and you see it in the Word. You see it in the Word. All right. Well, let's go on. Share some other things with you. Second Thessalonians. Now, you see, notice what's happening. As Paul is visiting all these churches, he's teaching them how to pray. But not just how to pray, he's teaching them to pray specifically, specific prayers. And he's praying specific prayers over them, what he's wanting to have God do in their lives. And so, of course, you've got 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Of course, you know you've got Timothy, got Titus, all that wrapped up together, okay? And then we've got 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And then I want us to look at a couple of verses I'm going to look at verses 11 and 12, 11 and 12. Now, we're still talking about praying. So here Paul now has camped out, and, and he's praying. He's teaching the Thessalonians, and here's what he says in verse 11. Therefore, we also, it says, we pray always. How often? Always. Therefore, it says, we also pray always for you. That our God, now this is good, that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work, listen, and the work, everybody say work, and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that's a great prayer to pray over people right there. Isn't that powerful? Okay, what does it say in the New Living Translation? Betty, what do you have? Praise God. So here's what I want you to see. Paul is praying for the entire church. But also we can pray specifically. And let me show you. Andy is in my prayers. Andy, I'm praying for you. But I'm praying and I tell them 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12 over your life. And here's how it would sound. Listen to this. Let's be specific. And I'm saying, therefore, I also pray for Andy. I also pray, it says always for Andy, that our God would count Andy worthy of this calling. Do you see I'm being specific now? Okay. Then it goes on and says, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in Andy and, listen, and Andy in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's good. 
So now you can pray this over your kids. Man, you can pray this over your family members, especially like when they're going off to school. You're praying for them to have the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the ability of God. I mean, I'm telling you, the spiritual blessings, and you just insert their names. In your time of prayer, it's so important that we, we pray, we pray word-based prayers with faith. And when we pray those in the name of Jesus, we're expecting God to move on behalf of our prayers because the word of God declares that. Now, you see, when we're praying together, as he was praying for the whole church, yes, we would pray for this for Faith Christian Family Church. Yes, we would pray this for whatever church that you go to, whatever church you're a part of. You would pray this for you specifically. But notice it's all about a prayer of God's good pleasure and helping together, that God wants to help us. And he wants to help us. He wants to help you. And we pray these prayers. Turn with me over to James chapter 5. Let's turn over there. You've read this before. But it's all about praying together. All about standing together and believing God together. And that we want results. Can you say results? That's what we want. We want the God kind of results. Well, the God kind of results, praying to get results, is when we pray according to the word of God. And so we find ourselves reading in James chapter 5. And bring, if you'll turn over to verse 16 with me. Notice what this says. It says, verse, well, I'll start, I'll basically start at verse uh, 14. It's all good, but I, I like, I, I want to read it all. It says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, say prayer of faith. Ooh, I like that. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Glory to God. That you may be healed. Then it says the effectual, effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous person does what? Avails much. So, so in other words, when we pray, we want our prayers to be effective. And the way that our prayers are going to be effective, the effectual, fervent prayers. What does fervent mean? Does anybody know what, what would you, how would you define fervent? Something that's fervent, something that's just kind of like, how many have ever, when you boil, how many have ever boiled water before? Whether you boil water for eggs or grits or whatever you want, you know, you're boiling water for making spaghetti, whatever you're doing. Right? And then all of a sudden you're watching, and then, you know, there's nothing there. Then, then it's the heat, and as the pot starts getting a little bit warmer, what happens? You start seeing those little bubbles on the bottom. And that means that it's getting hot. It's getting fervent. And what happens is, man, from that little bit, then all of a sudden it starts moving, the water starts moving around. Things are happening. Come on now. And the next thing you know, man, that water is really, it's, it's bubbling. It's almost coming out of the pot, right? Because it's so hot. That's what happens with our prayers, that we should be able to pray those fervent effectual prayers and and i love what they amplify i want can you read the amplified verse 16 only mm -hmm. glory to god makes tremendous power available not only that but it's dynamic in this work what does dynamite do man this blows things up come on when you pray and you get in the word of god and you get a hold of god's truth man this is what's happening it's effectual it's fervent prayers of a righteous man guess what avails much you're going to get results stay with the word say i'm staying with the word glory to god all right now let's turn to page some of you have the book some of you don't but page 61 
page 61 in our book. I want us to show you this, and then I'm going to bring you to a couple of prayers, and, and that'll help you. And But um, I remember I talked about selfish prayers. I know, but I'm going to read it to you if you don't have it, and that's okay, so you can follow along and listen. But right about in the middle of the book, almost like three-quarters down, it says this. This is so important. I loved it. I had to highlight it. It says, for an individual to grow spiritually, he or she, it says he's going to have to reach out and help others. Do you see that? This is why it's so important about helping other people. Let me say it again. For an individual to grow spiritually, he's going to have to reach out and help others. You can't put yourself first. For a church to grow and develop, it's going to have to do the same thing. We have to go out and help others like we did this past weekend, like the youth did. I mean, they had so much fun, you know, and just walking around and being able to be a blessing and feeding the homeless. And, and, and you know what's so neat? I, I just got tickled. So here we were. We're out there. And we, like I said, we passed out, you know, about 50 bags or just about finishing up. And then here comes this other couple which really blessed me. And I'm like, oh, what are they doing? So they had a bunch of stuff. They put it on the table, and I'm walking by. You know me. I, I, I just don't meet strangers. I just, hello, are we related? You know, something like that. Then they're like, what are you talking about? Give me a chance to talk to them, anything. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever. Open the door. Like, hey, man, those are some nice shoes. Where do you get those from? Now, anybody likes to talk about themselves? No? I mean, I, No? Okay. Yeah. Say, man, your hair looks nice. Oh, thank you. Come on, what? No? You don't, you don't agree with that? Okay, I think so. I think it's true. That's all right. I know it's not vanity. I'm not talking vanity. I'm just being honest with you. Well, I pointed out what they were doing. I said, hey, man, you guys are giving out lunches? He said, yeah. I said, man, that's wonderful. I said, we're doing the same thing. Isn't that great? And this guy, he got so tickled. He says, man, that is wonderful. And we're both laughing. You know, like, this is wonderful. I mean, I said, man, who, what church are you guys with? He says, man, we're not with a church. My wife and I, we just come out here every month, and we just pass out lunches. Isn't that wonderful? I'm like, man, I like you. You know what I'm saying? And so and we just got tickled and talking a little bit. I said, man, keep on doing what you're doing. He said, you keep doing what you're doing too. It was great. So what happens is when you're helping other people, guess what happens? God, in turn, turns around and helps you. See, and that's when we're praying. We're not just praying selfish prayers. We're praying prayers for other people. So in your time of devotion, let me encourage you, if you haven't been, and I'm sure you have, but maybe not to the degree that we're talking about now, you know, praying for people specifically. You get a phone call. I need prayer. I need direction in my life. I need prayer for this. I need wisdom. I'm having a hard time in school. You know, I, I'm dealing with relationships, and I, I, I want to make sure I'm making the right decisions. And so what now what happens is because you've studied these prayers, you have them written down, you go, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. And then what you tell them is I'm praying this over you. I'm praying this prayer over you. So here's what I want us to go to, Ephesians. These are the Ephesians prayers that we've been taught, and, and, and I tell you what, these are powerful prayers. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1. And, and, of course, chapter 3. And then also there's a prayer in Colossians that you can pray over people as well. And, uh, and perhaps we'll go there and we'll see how that goes. And so, but I want you to see exactly what the Word of God is, is just, I mean, it's just powerful to get a hold of God's truth. So here we are. 
We find ourselves reading in Ephesians chapter 1. Now, we're going to read. It's kind of long, but I want to read it to you, and, and I want you to see how it sounds just by reading it. But then also imagine if you're, you're using, you're praying over someone, you're inserting their name, all right? But, but let me read this beginning in verse 15, and it says this, actually 17, but I want to read 15, going down to, 20, uh, to 19. Notice what it says. Therefore, this says, I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Notice that. Verse 17. He's being specific now. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness, it says here, of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand and the Father in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that is to come. Now, let's back up. Let's say that I'm praying this prayer over you. All right? And I would specifically, you know, and I'm praying this over Linda. And say, in our prayers, we're praying. So we say, okay, let's pray Ephesians chapter 1. And this is what it would sound like, really beginning in verse 17. And we would say, Father, I thank you that you are the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that you would give Linda the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, of you, of course, as you're praying, that the eyes of Linda's understanding being enlightened, that she may know what is the hope of your calling and what your riches of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, your power as you're, as you're praying, toward Linda, who believes, according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. So you see, I'm praying now specifically for her. What am I praying? What does it say here? Let's look at it. What is it saying specifically? Let's start in verse 17. Work our way down. Here's what I see. It says that the Father may give you what? The spirit of wisdom. How many can use the spirit of wisdom? Hallelujah. How about this? Also, it says, and really, the spirit of revelation and knowledge. And not only that, but that the eyes of my understanding, your understanding would what? Be enlightened. Man, this is powerful. The prayers that we're praying here. And that you may know. I want to know. People say, man, I don't, I don't know, you know, what is my calling? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Well, it says right here, if people are praying for you and we're praying for other people, man, tell them, listen, you're going to pray for me? Pray the Ephesians prayers over me, man, because they're great prayers. If they don't mind, say, how can I pray for you? Tell them, here's how, here's how I'd like for you to pray. And then guess what? Then you're reading this and you're praying this over them. Now, let's go over to, to Ephesians chapter 3. I like this. Ephesians chapter 3. And we're looking at now beginning in verse 14. And, and, and this, is, this is, is powerful. And, and, and I love it because now what I'm praying is sometimes, you know, we're dealing with people and they're just going through things. We're, we're going through things. And, 
It's like, Lord, I just, I just need prayer. I need wisdom. I need insight. I need understanding. And but then I can also pray. Let's read this together, beginning in verse 14, and then we're going to be specific as we go down to verse 19. Notice what it says, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Ooh, that's good. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of God, of Christ, excuse me, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Whew. So now, all of a sudden, we get a call, and Miss Beverly is saying, Pastor, can you pray for me? Pray over my family. Pray. Yes, you know, we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe God. And she says, share some things that were specific, and that really line up to this, to this prayer right here in Ephesians 3. And then it would sound simply like this, and I'm praying, okay? And I would just simply go on, and I would just begin to say, in verse 14, just read it as you would go, but then you just insert her name. It's okay. You're not taken away from the word. And it would say, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant Beverly according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in Beverly's heart through faith, and that Beverly being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, and that she or Beverly may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, man, those are some powerful prayers. And these are the prayers that will get results because you're praying the word of God. Again, pray them over your family. Pray them over your church. Pray them over yourself. You can do that as well. We see here what Paul did in every, if you're going to look at the epistles, when Paul was praying, we went through. What are, some, what are the ones I went through with you? I gave you what, Philippians? Colossians, isn't that right? What else? Ephesians. Gave you, and how about how about Second Thessalonians? We gave you that. See, and if you look at those epistles and you look and see that Paul, especially Paul specifically, when he's praying and dealing with the churches, he's praying for them. There's things that are going on in their lives, or he's praying for God to move in their life, and he's praying specifically about those things. Can you say amen to that? So I encourage you, this will help people to move down the road of life by teaching them how to pray. And you stay with the word always. And so, again, it's not taken away from the word. I, I mean, you can pray this over yourself. Pray these prayers over yourself. And, and I believe, I'm telling you, that you'll be blessed by it. Praise God. So somebody tell me something. What have we gotten out tonight? What have we learned tonight? I know I went over a lot of things, so I'm not asking you for one specific, but just in general, your own words. Pray the word. Good. Someone else. Amen. Hallelujah. I can use some prayer. Glory to God. All right? Somebody else. Be specific. That's good. Everything. All right? What else did we hear tonight? Anyone? Anything different that, that uh, has not already been said? Okay, very good. And so 
I encourage you that spend time in prayer. How about, about what is said in James? How about that part? Because when you're praying, notice that the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man, a righteous woman does what? It makes tremendous power available, all right? It's dynamic and it's working to amplify. So when you pray and when you go to pray, you believe in Jesus' name that you're going to get results. These are the kind of results that things have to change. That's how you pray. Don't go into prayer and, you know, kind of limping in prayer, hoping that things change. I encourage you, don't do that. All right? Don't even pray. Don't even pray. What you need to do is build your faith up. See? Because we should be going into prayer with full of faith, full of excitement, full of joy, full of expectancy. What? Someone needs prayer? I'm on it. When you're praying, then guess what? You're believing that, guess what? That you're, they're going to get answers. They're going to get answers. And then the next thing you know, when you see them, they come walking through the door. They say, man, I got a praise report. Well, you know what? You expected that, didn't you? Well, we should. We should. Because if we're praying, remember talking about the attitudes. We talked about this. You say, well, I'm going to pray. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I don't know if it's going to work. I hope so. Woo. If I know if, if I know if somebody believed that way, I'm telling you, I don't want to pray for me. We don't want no hope so. No, maybe so. We want God said. Come on. Because then what happens, this is amazing because you can tell, well, it's God's grace because you're praying for somebody and they pray and they say, man, I didn't know if God was going to do it. <laughs> and then they say, no, God does it. Woo, but because of their prayers, I'll tell you that right now. And it, that's the truth, though, right? They say, because you find out, man, really? I mean, you start talking to a man, and you say, man, I got a praise report. This is what God did. And you look at him like, really? Like, wow, I didn't know he was going to do that. You look at him like, hmm, okay. <laughs> well, I guess what? I can't hook up with you no more, man. I mean, you wasn't even, were you even believing with me? You know what I'm saying? And so God's in his grace, though, and his mercy extended to us. Wonderful. So all we wanted to do this month as we, as we, we captured the thoughts on how to pray. I encourage you, you know, get a hold of it. Get these scriptures down in you. Everything we're teaching you is straight from the word. We're not going to teach you anything. We want to teach you how to be skillful, you know, and how, as the Bible says, how to be a, a workman that's not ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth, that we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to pray. You have a responsibility to encourage, to build up people. And when you do that and we think about others, God in turn takes care of us. And I'm excited about that. So God is so good. And, and, and continue to pray. But speaking of praying, that I want to remind you as we close that New Year's Eve, we're going to be meeting here 9 uh, p.m. to 12. We're going to come together and, uh, of course, we're going to pray.